those who are being saved. Well, this morning, as we have just kind of a one-off message, we're going to talk about connected, about being connected. What it's like to have connections in life. So first, let's define what connection is. And connection is defined this way. Human connection is the sense of closeness and belonging a person can experience when having supportive relationships with those around them. So the question is, is where are the connections in your life? So I brought with me some brain plagues, these great little toys. I brought toys. You know, to kind of talk about, you know, the connections we have. You know, we have connections like, you know, we have our family and there's a connection. It may not always be the enjoyable connection, you know, but we're connected. You know, I've got two brothers and a mom. You know, we are connected and I've got two kids and we are connected. But I also have classmates from college and seminary. So there is a connection. You know, we have these connections in life. We have places that we work, you know, and Things that we do, like maybe you enjoy bowling or golfing. I hate golfing. <laughs> I don't golf. I've said this before. I did it. And it hurts. If I play golf, then I need to go see the chiropractor afterwards. But, you know, you begin to think about it. You know, life is full of connections. And there's, there's a need for us to be connected. That's really the way God designed us, is to have connections in our lives. Of course, one of the studies, you know, from the recent pandemic when everything was kind of closed down, a lot of us were spending more time at home with some of the people we were connected with and kind of feeling disconnected. Yeah, we did. We felt really kind of disconnected. I mean, we weren't together, you know, on the sports teams. We weren't maybe working in the office with the people. We weren't, you know, going bowling and, and golfing. I still hate golfing. Um, you know, we weren't traveling and visiting people. And so in many ways, you know, we felt kind of disconnected. And things like that can happen in life. We feel disconnected, but that human connectedness is so important. And it really, again, is the way God designed us, even from the beginning, to be connected to each other. Well, as we do that, we're going to spend some time looking at these words here from Acts. And this short text here, especially focusing on verse 44, about the connection that is going on here. Let's read these words together, Acts 2, 44. All the believers kept meeting together, and they shared everything with each other. I imagine, you know, I don't know exactly what this was like, because this was 2,000 years ago, and I wasn't around back then, you know, but I imagine it was like a gigantic, like, church potluck, you know. They brought all their food together. They brought all the extras they had. They shared. They cared for one another. You know, and, and, and a few verses earlier it says, you know, as they gathered together, this growing numbers of believers, the followers of Jesus, that they were, you know, they were studying, you know, the teachings of the apostles, that they were breaking bread, you know, they were, they were gathered around the table, they were eating meals together, but they were also breaking bread, and they were sharing the Lord's, the Lord's Supper together, and they were praising God. They were gathered, raising their voices to God in praise. They were connected. And really, as we, we look at this, and we could say this is how the first you know, century church did this, and while it's not a this is how you have to do it, there are many of those elements that are part of what we do today. We do get together, and we connect. 
But the important thing is the one thing that is central to how they connected and to how we connect today is the same. Because ultimately, our connection begins, and I got this, my one single white flag to represent in the sense of the one who's without sin, which is who? Okay, just making sure you're awake. <laughs> yeah, it's Jesus. You know, and, and we are connected to Jesus because we are connected to him, you know, by his grace, by the blood that he shed for us on the cross. You know, by his forgiving us all of our sins, we are connected. In baptism, in faith, we are connected. You are connected to Jesus. But that connection we have means that we're also connected to one another. There was not just, you know, me and Jesus living life together. It's me and Jesus and you 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 connected together in Jesus. We are connected to one another in Christ. And that's important for us to understand as we you know, reflect on what it means to be God's forgiven people, to be a people connected to Jesus. Again, it's not just, you know, here I am, me and Jesus. It's me, Jesus, and all these other believers. And we build these connections. So, you know, we have these connections. And, you know, I, and, you know Amy's got to hear this again because I did a version of this. This is modified um, in Poland to talk about the connections we have. Because in Poland, you know, and, and here's a translator. Przemek translating and so he's going to translate. It's the only time that I have a well-written manuscript for a sermon because i got to read it so that he can translate it. And hopefully, hopefully not say, what'd you say? <laughs> this year I upset the team because they make bets on how long we're going to go before Shemek looks at me and says, what? <laughs> I'm in control of the situation. You know how long it took before he said what? 30 not at all. <laughs> There was no breaks in that communication. I did not deviate from that manuscript. I stayed tight to that manuscript. Boy, that made a few people like, oh, come on. People had bed one minute, 10 minutes. And a 12-minute you know, sermon in English with translation is about a 20-plus minute sermon. But you know, we talk about the connections we have. And even though you haven't been to Poland yourself, some of you have been, you, know, you, you and I, you know, we as a congregation, we're connected. We are connected because we're connected in Christ to those folks 5,000 miles away in Poland. And now I'm connected to the church. So there's Pastor Marcin and there's Shemek, you know, and some of the people that helped us translate, like Zosha and, you know, Marta and Anya. Um, you know, we are connected to these people. Even though you've never met them, we are connected by who? By Christ Jesus. And it's really kind of cool when you think about that, that we are connected by Jesus by who he is and all that he's done for us, that we realize that we are not alone in following Jesus. We may feel like that sometimes, but we are not alone. We are connected to one another in Jesus. And so we're connected to, you know, those who helped out, and, and, and they're spread out through all over Poland. So, you know, we're connected to others like, you know, Cuba and another Marta and the another Zosha and a Zusha, which is two different names. And, you know, and then, you know, we just build on these connections that we have. And even not only, you know, across the seas, you know, 5,000 miles away, there's people in Poland. We also have this missionary. If you were, you know, downstairs this morning, you know, we've been having missionaries speak to our, our Sunday school, summer Sunday school program. We had this, this um, young lady who still looks like she's maybe 16, we have Chelsea, 
um, who is a missionary, you know, living in the Czech Republic, but technically she serves all of Eurasia. And she shared a map with the kids. And Eurasia means like Iceland and Greenland and all of Europe, you know, east and west. And so we're connected to her. And because we're connected to her, you know, we're connected to the work that she is doing, you know, as well. As she works with some Ukrainians, as she teaches in the schools there in the Czech Republic, as she also has been working as part of her role, one of the big things she does is she helps coordinate all the camps going on in the Czech Republic and Poland, except for ours. We're kind of renegades. Uh, and, and through that, we are connected then to all the other volunteer missionaries that came from different congregations from the East Coast to the West Coast to help serve in the Czech Republic and then coming this next week in Poland. And you begin to see that, you know, we have all of these connections to so many others, and again, this is just the people who live 5,000 miles away, but we have missionaries in other parts of the world. We have missionaries in different parts of Africa, and you know, we're connected to them, even though we may, maybe never met them. Or if you know who Gary Tees is, and Gary tells us about some of these missionaries, and you know, we support some of those missionaries, you know, we have this connection. And even to the missionaries, we are connected to these other fellow Christians throughout the world, in different parts of the world, from Asia to South America to Latin America. You know, we are connected, and we are connected by who? By Jesus. The connection we have to the world in Jesus. That our connection isn't just simply here. It is definitely here because, you know, we've got Craig helping us out this morning and we are connected, you know. And, you know, there's Tim who came and gave me a gigantic, big, squishy, squeezy hug when he saw me this morning. You know, we are connected. And you have friends that are Christians that are connected in Christ, you know, that, you know, friends and family, they don't live here either. And we have this connection to one another. And you begin to see this, this whole network of connections that we have. And it all really comes to who we are in Jesus. Those who are forgiven and loved by God, we are connected to one another in Christ. But what does it mean that we are connected to one another in Christ? Well, being connected to one another in Christ first means our connection in Christ forms our um, shared purpose. I'll blame, I'll blame that on jet lag. My brain's stopping for a second. Our connection in Christ forms our shared purpose. What is our purpose? Well, there's a lot of things that we do as a church, you know, as we connect with one another, as we build on those relationships. And one of those connections is our shared purpose. And our shared purpose we find especially in the words of Jesus, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, where Jesus says these words. He's, he's been risen from the dead, so he suffered and died for our sins, rose again from the grave. He's been 40 days now as a risen Savior. And he's preparing to go back to his Father in heaven. And he says, now go, or better translated, as you go, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey or to hold on to, to live by what I've taught you to live by. You know, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and remember, I am with you always, even to the end of time. We are connected. We are connected in a shared purpose that we have throughout the world as those who are connected to Jesus Christ. That is a shared purpose of sharing the love that Jesus has of taking that good news, whether that's in the Czech Republic or Poland or China or Africa or in Belize or in Lincoln, Nebraska, that we have this shared purpose of sharing Jesus' love, 
of letting the community that we live in, the mission field, as we say, that's right under our feet, letting them know who this God is and how much this God truly loves and cares for them. And that they, too, can be connected to Jesus, connected to his love and his forgiveness. So even as we talk about, you know, our future at Holy Savior, as we look at, you know, the possibility of relaunching you know, the Child Care Center, what it would take to do that as we, you know, have enjoyed having Nathan here on, on staff and, and to continue to expand our youth and children's ministry, you know, we are connected with a shared purpose. Not only are we connected with a shared purpose, and this connection forms our shared purpose, our connection to Christ also determines how we love. You know, Jesus talks about this love, John 13. He says, you know, love one another as I have loved you. You know, he goes on to say in Scripture that, you know, they will know that we are Christians, that we are followers of Jesus by our what? By our love. Not by our hate, not by, you know, how good we look or how different we are than others, though we might be quite different, but by our love. And we share the love that we have received from God, a God who loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son for us, that all who believe in him have eternal life. But that eternal life is not the only connection we have, you know, to Christ. And, and ultimately, we're connected even to those that have gone before us, you know, those who are sainted. We have this connection in Jesus Christ. We are connected to one another. And that connection, it forms our purpose and it determines how we love. We love with a love that our Savior loves us with. And it's a sacrificial love. It's a love that loves without expectation, without qualifications. It just simply loves. We are called to love one another and love all others as we have been loved. As we are connected to one another in Christ. Our connection in Christ also shapes our attitude. I don't know about your attitude. <clears throat> My attitude when I'm traveling, when I sat on the airplane for four hours in Chicago, was actually pretty good because I was tired and just kind of zoning in and out. But our attitude, you know, um, and, and the words here from Galatians 5, is Paul says, serve one another in love, that our attitude should be that how can I serve those who are connected to Christ and even those who don't know Christ? How do we serve one another? That as we think about the connection we have, this community that we have, that we also serve one another. That we build on this connection as we serve and give to others as our Savior has served us. And how, of course, has he served us? He served us by giving his life for us. Jesus says, no greater love than someone than this, but that they give up their life. And so we serve. We serve in small ways, like, you know, those who help lead worship and, you know, play and sing and, and, and you know, manage the, the media to those who, you know, change light bulbs and mow lawns and those who, you know, help serve cook meals and make visits to those who serve in, you know, elected leading positions. We serve one another. 
But we don't serve one another so that you know, we can shine better than anyone else. We don't serve because, well, we have to. Hopefully you don't serve because you feel guilty. We serve in love. Because we are loved by the one who served us by giving his life for us, the cross. We are connected to one another in Christ. And as we talk about, you know, who Holy Savior is, as we talk about, you know, our vision and who we are, that we are a gathering of people striving to act like a family, committed to serving in love as we gather, grow, and go because we're all about growing in Jesus and sharing his love. And ultimately, it comes down to that connection point, the connection point we have in Jesus Christ, the one who gave his life for us, a connection that expands the generations, that expands ethnic backgrounds and race and nationalities, that expands oceans and time itself, that Jesus connects us all together in his love. And that love is a love that shapes who we are. But that is, a, that is an interesting shape. But that is, okay, this is Holy Savior. Here we go. This is what we look like. Maybe not. But we have this connection in Jesus. And as we look to re, you know, shape and, and, and look at the mission that he's called us to and to serve and to love one another, as we talk about, you know, where is God going to be leading us, you know, in the months and the years ahead, we remember that ultimately... It is all about Jesus and the love that he has for you, for me, and the world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the connection we have to you by your grace and your forgiveness, by the work that you did for us by dying on the cross and rising from the grave. Lord, we also thank you for the connection we have. Lord, sometimes, sometimes we do feel disconnected from everyone and everything. But Lord, we're reminded that we are connected to you, and as we're connected to you, we are connected to one another that we have this sense of connection, this community with purpose and a love and an attitude that is shaped by your love, your purpose, and your attitude. We thank you for the love you have for us in Jesus, for the love, Lord, that we can share with one another and with all of us, whether it's here in Lincoln or all around the world. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.